Hi, I'm Paul Shepherd, and welcome to the Mindset Changing Podcast. Today, we are doing part two of life changing advice. So, without further ado, let's dive right in. So, welcome. How are you? Thanks for joining me for another Mindset Changing Podcast. So, in the past week, summer finally arrived properly here in the UK. It felt like it was on buffer for a long time. Someone must have restarted the router because now summer uploaded and we are feeling warm, serotonin is buzzing and people seem happier. The beach outside my house is very busy. Everyone's in the water. Even I've managed to get in and it was so refreshing And it was another reminder to just break the routine, break the monotony and do something different. We often forget that we are human beings that have emotional, psychological and social needs. And it might sound a little simplistic, but just going for a swim gave me a huge chemistry boost. And it reminds me of the amount of clients I work with begin to realize they've actually become quite boring. They've got caught up in some form of junk values trap. So they're trying to feel good by chasing materialism, by chasing uh, validation, by chasing status, which yes, creates a short term dopamine hit of yay, that feels good. But unfortunately, can make them feel emotionally unwell. What's been forgotten is what brings them real joy, real meaning, real fulfillment, real connection. And one of my values is adventure. And the past year or so has kind of curtailed that experience for me. I've had to be quite creative in making some adventures for myself. And I've got a few things planned this year just to spice things up a little because our neurochemistry needs it and if we're not stimulating that neurochemistry if we're not having those experiences we can feel really unwell so the first part of this life advice is have you become boring and what is that doing to you what's the cost what have you lost from making things too routine for yourself. We literally can go onto autopilot and become like The Walking Dead, one of the scariest shows ever. I can't watch it anymore because it's one of these shows that makes me feel like there's no hope. So nope, that's not something I want to expose myself to. But the zombie metaphor is a really good one to remind us of how do we really want to feel in our lives? Do we want to feel alive or do we just want to drift by and just try and get through the day? Is this what we were born for? Well, I certainly weren't born to be in so much captivity. And when I say captivity, living, working from, existing in a room or a few rooms. And anxiety and stress are on the increase. The past year alone, all the uncertainty and compromises 
the stress that we've been under has accumulated over the past year to a tipping point for some people. We are meant to be outside. We are meant to be experiencing nature. We are meant to be roaming. We are meant to be having adventures, things that make us laugh, things that mean something to us. Because without that, what are we living for? Most of my life has been one tragedy after another, most of which never happened. It's a quote by Voltaire. I love that quote because it reminds me of the fact that most of what we actually worry about never actually happens. I think we worked out about 85 to 90% of what we worry about never comes to fruition. That's a lot of energy and a lot of time spent on worrying about things that are never going to happen. So the next piece of life advice is to learn some mind management skills so you can recognize your errors in thinking. So if you're catastrophizing, worst case scenarios, if you're mind reading what you think other people are thinking about you, if you're fortune telling the future in any way, shape or form, or if you're generalizing and magnifying negatives whilst minimizing the positives, you can begin to catch these types of thoughts and let them go. What would it be like for you if you were more objective to which thoughts you paid attention to? Now remember, all thoughts are just thoughts. We can't change them once they've happened, and we can't control our feelings. But we do have the ability to change our relationship with the thoughts. We can change our beliefs about those thoughts. We can change our responses to those thoughts. And that is where the power lies. But to do that, you have to recognize errors in thinking. Or in CBT terms, it's called a cognitive distortion. So I'd heartily recommend learning mindfulness, learning CBT, learning any mind management skills that helps you step back, become aware of what you're thinking, and then choose your appropriate response from there. And also, what would it be like for you if you no longer believed your negative thoughts so often? No longer being dragged down a rabbit hole. You're able to recognize your negative thoughts as just thoughts and then chose your own script with your own commentary, with your own encouragement, like a pep talk, for what you want to achieve, what you want to experience for your future. Remember that the thoughts you choose to pay attention to today, that you choose to act on today, will create your tomorrow. Just imagine what would happen if you began to filter out those cognitive distortions, those errors in thinking, in favour of what's useful for you instead. A question I get asked over and over is, what would make the biggest difference to creating change, mindset change, life change? And I would say, there's a foundation. And at that foundation is going to be how well you are. 
Because if you ever try to make any important life changes, when you're feeling fatigued, got brain fog, just haven't got the energy or the motivation. So I would say that to increase the chances of you making the changes you want to make, you need your health and energy levels to be in a good place. You have to do everything you can to sleep well, eat well, hydrate well, exercise well, do all the basics. And you know deep down which pursuits in life, which activities drain you. And you know the ones that energize you. Make that list and begin to make those tweaks and changes in your life so that you are becoming more energized and healthier and less drained and unhealthier. Now, of course, you're not going to be an angel. But what you do more of will begin to make such a big difference to you. We all feel better when we're rested, when we're healthy, when we're energized. And that's the time to put into plan whatever it is you need to do to get your life on track. This is a bit of a truth bomb. It's a total fact. If you think you can debate this with me, please do. Be interesting to see what you have to say. I'm confident I would win now. That sounded smug. Anyway, the advice is very simple. You will never be happy and you will never have the life you truly want unless you begin to move towards a path of self-acceptance. Have a think about it. You will never be happy. You will never have the life you truly want unless you move towards a path of self-acceptance. So much time is lost because society is putting that pressure onto us to judge ourselves, to compare ourselves, to be derogatory to ourselves, to be harsh. We wouldn't speak to other people like we speak to ourselves. So how is that acceptable? But all of that takes up a lot of time and it takes up a lot of energy and it literally ruins lives. So my advice to you, do everything you can to move towards a path of self-acceptance. You deserve it. Another perspective that can be very useful is to begin to understand that every person you meet wants to be happy, wants to be loved, has their own insecurities, wants to have a good life, no matter how you may see it, how you may want to judge it, that person has the same needs as you. We are all mammals on a spinning board of rock in outer space a very lonely part of space. And our job, our goal, is to try and survive to the end of the day. And we're all doing it the best way we can. Everyone's got their demons of some description to fight. So how's that helpful to remember? Well, when you're comparing yourself with other people, it's easy just to focus on how confident, how happy, how rich, how successful, how beautiful that person may appear. But we really don't know what's going on deep inside, do we? And I think that's always worth remembering. If someone treats me rudely, I do my best to remember I've got no idea what's going on with that person. It would be all too easy just to react 
be offended, to have a go back or storm off or do something dramatic. But they may be just be trying to transfer to me how they feel. So if they're angry, they may be trying to make me feel angry. It's like passing the message over. And I don't have to play that game. I can become curious instead and just begin to ask myself, I wonder what's going on with this person. I hope they're all right. Show a bit of compassion, show a bit of empathy. They won't be expecting that. And you're not dragged into playing the game and feeling bad about yourself for the rest of your day. Now, I had a client's permission to mention this this week, just as long as I change some of the details. So this client wants to be the best at their sport. So much so, they started to develop a panic attack when they thought about taking part in that sport. They started to feel anxious. Their intrusive and negative thoughts of failure became very powerful and got to the point where that panic attack began to take place, which is quite a shock. And besides working on intrusive thoughts with my program, we did look at the value of wanting to be the best. And that value of being at the end of the journey, right at the destination of being the best. And what had been forgotten was the value to be the best sportsman, to enjoy the growth, to enjoy the failure, to enjoy everything that comes with having to thrive, having to flourish in that sport. Because they became so fixated on the end result and their self-esteem was wrapped up in the end result so much that it became a risk to even take part in the sport if there was a risk of failure. They really didn't want to look stupid in front of everyone else who would be participating in that sport or observing. They just didn't want the judgments. And one thing they began to realise is they'd lost a love for the sport by being so fixated on a destination. And beginning to introduce the love back into the sport And that does come with failure, but that will help them grow. And just by working on the intrusive thought side of things, they began to participate in the sport, feeling much more confident and not so hell-bent on trying to be the best. There's nothing wrong with high standards, but it can't get to the point where you're being blocked and you're freezing at the thought of those high expectations not being met. Social anxiety gets to a lot of people and it's usually based on the fear of being judged how you judge yourself. Now, if you change your relationship with yourself, you can change your social anxiety. But remember, how you judge yourself, how you judge others and how you fear being judged will also determine your experience of reality. And it takes me back to that path of self-acceptance. I just wanted to slip it in again once more, just to get into your psyche. Move towards the path of self-acceptance. Hear my hypnotic voice. Follow my commands. I'm only joking. But obviously, I think it would be a great thing to do. I mean, that's my opinion. 
but how will you be happy otherwise? And here's the last piece of advice, which actually is probably going to be the most difficult one for most of you. That's something I've struggled with and can still struggle with because I know what it's doing. But still, it's been designed to do this to me. Can you guess what I'm talking about? It might be the device you're holding in your hands, and that is the phone you're holding is going to be one of your biggest stealers of your time and energy. It will distract you as much as possible from putting the energy and time into achieving your dreams. I know it. You know it. It is difficult, but whatever you can do to reduce your social media time, screen time, put your phone away and re-engage and reconnect with life. What we do more of makes a difference. And liberating your mind from being trapped to your phone could be one of the best things you ever do. I just wanted to say hi to my UK listeners. Thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast. If you've not left a review, please do. Please subscribe because it helps more people find my podcast. I also want to say a big thank you to all the countries that I can see in my stats who are listening to my podcast. It's insane how many countries have tuned in and how far up the iTunes charts this podcast has gone in various countries around the globe. It really is so lovely to see. And I just want to thank you all for taking part in this. And if you have any feedback or any requests of subjects, please send them through to me. I always appreciate it. And on that grateful note, have a wonderful day and I look forward to connecting with you in the next podcast.